You are listening to WIT Vikings, a sport at WIT podcast. Hi, I'm Tom Grinsel. And I'm Katie Redmond, and we're your hosts for today's podcast. Today we will speak with Maria Delahunty. Maria is a graduate of WIT and captain our Wit Lady soccer team to All Ireland success back in 2014. She also played National League and Champions League with Wexford Youths and is on the current Waterford Senior Ladies football panel. In today's episode, myself and Tom will also look back at the official opening of the Centre Store here on the main campus, where Tom got a chance to catch up with former Munster and Irish rugby star Donico Callaghan. But before this, Tom has some results and up-and-coming fixtures from our Wit Viking sports teams. Uh, so our fixtures, upcoming fixtures are all available on our WT Viking Sport Facebook page. There's too many to mention and I don't want to bore you all, so you can catch them there every Friday. Uh, just going to hit on a couple of key results there from uh, the last week. So first up, our Fitzgibbon Hurlers defeated IT Carlo in the Division 1 League and we stopped the drive for five, which I'm sure Katie is happy about. Um Next up, our men's soccer team recorded their first win of their campaign, defeating Colossus Stefan AFA 8-1 in the league. And this was followed by another victory in the Cup this week over Carlo IT again on a scoreline of 2-1. I just want to give a special mention to Jack Larkin. Uh, Jack was named our WIT Viking Sports Star of the Week after his heroics and scoring four goals for WIT. Uh, You can catch all the goals on the WIT Viking Sports YouTube channel. Yeah, just to say well done to Jack again. Um, so just to highlight Tom's point, um, all fixtures can be found on our With Viking Sport Facebook and Twitter pages. This week we had the official launch of our centre shop here on the main campus. On the day we had Munster and Irish international rugby star Dunica O'Callaghan present to cut the ribbon. After the event, Tom caught up with Dunica and they chatted about college sport as well as some tips on healthy living. So I'm just with Dunica O'Callaghan, a former Munster and Irish rugby star. Uh, Donica was in WIT today for the opening of our new centre store. I suppose just to start off, Donica, you were a student yourself in CIT. Have you any word of advice for students in college at the minute, and especially those that play sports? Yeah, you don't want to be too preachy because you need to go through it as well. 100% enjoy yourself. It's a great time in your life and yeah. have loads of fun. You, you'll make uh, friends that you'll have forever, you know, and... And like it's a brilliant time as well. There's a bit of freedom with it as well to just go enjoy it. So I wouldn't, you know, there's nothing worse than people preaching, oh, you need to do this and that. But just small things like no matter what you're probably doing to find some bit of exercise within the day, I think it's important. And um, I I, I know certainly for me, eating well is important. Uh, You know what I mean? Just always with college students, I just know because my own niece just having breakfast no matter what time you wake up no matter how bad you feel you know what I mean yeah. if it was a, a bad night just getting a bit of grub in and kind of um, look out for each other is another thing you know there's a lot you know you, you just don't know where other people are coming from and I suppose I was in an environment where we were really tough on each other and it isn't it's with the benefit of the hindsight you really realise that isn't the way it is some people uh, different things going on and you know you know you might think you have the pressures of just college itself but other people have bigger problems and just keep an eye out for people I think that would be the, the but I, I, I don't want to seem like I'm playing the dad and, and stuff like that have a ball you know what I mean this yeah. uh, like you're going to be working for the rest of your life you know obviously get your head down to the books but make sure you enjoy this time it's brilliant yeah and I suppose that is important it's Something we probably uh, forget about at times is 
it's, it's finding that balance, your social, sports and academic side and yeah. it's really important for the students. Absolutely and for me it's just been planned. You can do that if you plan and like a small thing that I've always done with rugby and carry it on now, it kind of every kind of Sunday but I make it my business before kind of two o'clock in the day to kind of now set a few goals and plan the week for myself so yeah. I kind of like you know what I mean I want to you know at the moment I'm trying to get my 5k run a little bit quicker so that's it and then I'm still lifting a bit of weight so I want it to go up in this direction and then you know just small things you know what I mean that's what I'm doing for the week so I'm out on Tuesday so I need to bring a lunch with me and stuff like that and that on, honestly, I swear, that only takes kind of 40 minutes, but just if you just bump along and hope it goes your way, it won't happen. Whereas if you sit down, honestly, for just maybe 30 minutes and just think, what you know, where am I going to be on Wednesday? Okay, our hurling match is up in Carlo, so I need to make sure I have the gear packed. And a bit of future. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah, just small, small stuff. Yeah, and it, it makes a huge difference as well. And, um, you, you touched on it there earlier about the the whole the wellness side of it now and like it, it's becoming a big thing in society and it's something that we'd probably love to see the Irish population getting involved in a little bit more and you're obviously trying to push it through you're involved in the fittest family and yeah yeah it, like I, I always find it's very easy for people to throw on the t-shirts and start all the campaigns but like I, I just know it myself from being a, I have four beautiful little kids and I think you just got to set the example don't worry about all the chat and all the stuff that goes on around it if yeah. if they see me going out and exercising if they see me eating healthy if they see me spending a bit of time to kind of you know what I mean plan myself and get ready then it reflects well on them and I think Everyone kind of worries and blames, like there is other organisations that need to step up, but I think you've got to look at yourself as well and what you can do and 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 what you can do to help people out, you know, I, I promise you it's mad. Um, one of the biggest things I missed since leaving rugby is the training environment and now I train with a few of my ex-teammates and it's brilliant having training partners is yeah. incredible thing to have just because they you mightn't have the motivation every time and they'll drag you through a session and then there's other days where you pull them through and like when you say yeah we'll meet in the gym at you know what I mean 10 o'clock and we'll do a session you have to be there like you've made a commitment so I'd, uh, I'd recommend that for sure and say you went from a real structured environment. Uh, now, now it's all on your own head, all your yeah. training. Do you find that difficult? Is it yeah, a little bit harder? That's the biggest thing. Uh, that's the biggest thing from rugby because we're not a little bit planned it's absolutely planned so every time you look at a meal you don't see it as food you see it as like 40 grams of uh, protein 30 grams of carbohydrates 20 grams of fat like we got to that level dress codes everything is done for you so but like I said it's just taken a little bit of responsibility and it's no different when you go to college you know what I mean like to be fair even schedules and timetables and there's no one breathing down your neck to go to one you know what I mean or yeah. there's just a little bit but I think that's the most important thing for anyone to have is like self-discipline yeah. you know what I mean to, and, and actually these are the years where students find it that kind of self-discipline to when everyone else is arsing off and not going to a class and you know you're actually not 
you know what I mean you haven't got that class nailed it's yeah, grand yeah. for them to do it whereas you know having the self-discipline to kind of go you know I actually need to make this one you know so uh, well here I go again I've been a dad thanks a million for, for stopping by and no. uh, we really appreciate it it was a brilliant uh, launch here in WIT and uh, any last word just for the no, yeah, I really enjoyed it and like I said look enjoy yourselves a brilliant time in your life and you'd be working long enough but that's the main message to me look out for each other a little bit you know I know it's a small thing but just kind of maybe every now and again think uh, you know how else is someone else you know doing one of your close friends you just never know you know yeah. um, the launch was a really really good event Tom I suppose my highlight of the whole thing was when Donica's uh, sang Let It Go from Frozen yeah it was a great rendition to be to be fair but I suppose uh, what I found really interesting was he he said he would have loved to have played other sports say soccer or GA but he just didn't feel he had the skills and he was told that but um, he described his rugby playing career as putting his head between two asses and pushing but it got him uh, he had a fairly successful career out of it so if I had to do it myself I probably would Um, (laughs) Tom you've been a busy man this week as well as catching up with Donico Callaghan you also went down to Strangarvan to speak with Maria Delahunty I did Katie we spoke about her football career but I began by asking her about her connection to WIT I'm from Ballon Road, um, it's in Watford, it's just outside Dungarvan and um, basically I went to WIT to study exercise and health studies, it's like four years ago now, um, I've been working since since I've left, um, I played football and soccer um, in my time in WIT and I loved every minute of it, um, yeah since then I, I haven't been playing at Wexford Youth now I'd say a year or two um, due to my commitments with Waterford Ladies Football. Um, I wouldn't mind getting back into it again sometime in the future, but yeah, yeah we'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so I suppose you, you just touched on your uh, playing career there at Wexford Youths and say you were one of the players that was there when it all started out back about eight years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that that was that was unbelievable times for for lady soccer in Ireland. Um, it was really really exciting. Um, it was uh, John Flood and Lizzie Kent. Actually, Lizzie's with the college there. I'm sure yeah. you know her. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got the team together. Um, it took it took a few years for us to find our feet, but um, really the core of that um original team stuck together and. And have achieved unbelievable things since. Um, it was it was tough to compete with the Dublin teams who were already established at the beginning. We were we were getting hammered by six six or seven goals anyway at the beginning. But we we really really have came good after that. Um, we're Westwood Youth at the moment are the strongest team in the country mm. with the past three years. I'd say they're really flying at the minute. I suppose you tuned into the. The FA or the FAI Cup final there at the weekend they had a, a good win and former WIT student uh, Katrina Parrock getting the winner there. Um, I'd say it's a proud moment for all of you that were involved in the club and you kind of uh, get great pride in watching them. But what was it like playing National League? You, you played Champions League football as well. Well, the Champions League now is 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 serious. It's um it's very very tough to compete in that. It's a it's a great um achievement 
getting that far, but it is tough to compete at that level because of the professionalism. Um, you need to put a lot of a lot of time and effort and fitness into it, and um, everybody on the team is is in college and working, and mm. you know it's the national league is one thing, but the Champions League is is a whole different ball game. And I'd say it's a it's a big commitment trying to balance your whole college or work and training. I suppose soccer it's kind of a is a semi professional organization or do you, do you train most nights with the would you have trained most nights with the youths as well or yeah well um at the beginning you know it could have been it was it was two nights a week um training midweek along with your college um commitments as well so you really really kind of were training every night of the week um obviously as the years go on um went on like the gym was a was a big factor adding into adding into the mix so that was you could have been out you could have been training twice a day mm. but um myself that's kind of why I pulled away because I was working in Dungarvan and and then traveling up to Wexford um midweek you know like it really took its toll on my body work, working um being tired the next day and whatnot but um I say I did it for like five years and once I once I finished college and I was back living in Dungarvan, um, it was football that took over from there because it was local, mm. uh, the county team train in Dungarvan, so it's convenient. Yeah, and you were just saying earlier on there that you you miss playing soccer. Do you think you can uh, see yourself going back in the next while, or is it too big of a task for yourself at the minute? Um. Yeah, I, I miss I miss uh, taking it so serious. Now I have been playing with um Dungarvan ladies soccer team in the summer months, and um that league is actually getting quite competitive, and it, it's fun as well. Um, but going up and down to Wexford is is tough. If I was living down there, it would it would be easier now. Jeannie Mac, there's girls on that team, and they're traveling from everywhere all over the country Sligo yeah. um, Emma Hansbury's studying in Newcastle at the moment I don't know how she's doing it uh, okay. Kylie has been travelling from Carlo for years there's girls coming down from college in Dublin like you know um, you, you can put the commitment in if, if you know if you're willing to you know yeah it's not easy for kind of you see the professionals are getting paid and yeah. you're you're kind of doing it out of your love for the sport really and it's a it's a tough ask, isn't it? Well, yeah, only for my my mother now. She she was the only she was the only one that was keeping it going for me. Really, um, I'd come home from work and you know the dinner would be ready and the gear would be there on the table. She wouldn't know whether we'd go on county football training or or soccer training in Wexford. She'd have the Watford kit and the Wexford kit out on the kitchen <laughs> table for me, and I'd just grab and go and. I wouldn't be back till 11 or 12 at night. So, um, you know, it was tough then the next morning getting up for work. Ah, no, and it's a, it is a big ask. And I suppose I, I was just chatting to one of your coaches beforehand, uh, Lizzie Kent. So you have good relations with Lizzie. She was just telling me that you picked up a serious injury in a, in a game years back. It was a, a broken leg you thought at the time, but it ended up in a, something a little bit worse, <laughs> maybe, you think. A cramp was it? Of course, she had to mention that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was my one and only ever cramp. Um, 
I don't think I'm known to, to work very hard, but uh, I think I do anyway. <laughs> yeah, the game went to extra time. It was it was raining. The grass was really heavy. Um, we were playing up in Salt Hill, up in Galway, and I thought I got shot in the back of the leg. <laughs> I fell to the ground. I didn't know what was going on. And Lizzie just laughed at me. <laughs> Not a nice thing. It, it probably feels like it at the time. but um, Just going back to your playing days in WIT you were captain of the ladies soccer team in 2014 when you won the shield final and you also scored in the final um what did that feel like and I suppose it was it was it was great for the college as well at the time yeah it was a long time coming it was a tough slog there for four years when I first um started playing in, in my first year obviously um we didn't we didn't have much of a team like we had great players but just the numbers wasn't um it was hard uh Decky Howlett was my manager at the time and mm. we'd nearly be driving the bus through Templars Hall the morning of a mm. match tra- dragging players out of bed begging the GA players to play with us there were there just wasn't the numbers at the time but the the game has just grown massively now and I see uh there'd be squads of about 20 players now in the college at the moment yeah. um but yeah, and my in come going back to the match anyway. Obviously, um, it, we we're building on it for a few years, and all I wanted was to win that first division, and and we got there. And anyway, I eventually, in my last year, I was delighted. Yeah, it was unreal, and some of them lads are still involved. And I actually spoke with uh, Johnny Brown before the interview, and he he said to me that out of all the players he's coached, male or female you were the best he's ever coached. And he said you were so, so technically gifted. I suppose that's that's great praise coming from a coach that's seen many players come through the college. How, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel good, yeah. Johnny Brown, what a man. You know, he was, he's some manager. He's just technically, he's brilliant. He just loves, he loves the chat, the, the pre-match chats in the dressing room I'd say we'd fill it five minute warm up in with all his talking beforehand but uh, he was brilliant he was so good to me I enjoyed playing so much under under Johnny and Decky. I loved my time in WIT and Johnny used to pull out a few uh, Al Pacino quotes as well and I suppose it made it a bit enjoyable for you as well yeah uh, he's a funny man Um, he used to message us all after every game tell us how brilliant we were as well Um. Yeah, he, he had a, a saying at the end of every message as well. He used to say, Herbs intacta mane. It meant Waterford is the untaken city. So, uh, yeah, that was his thing, and it brought everyone together. It was funny, like, you know, it'll last long in the memory. I see him, actually, he posted all over the the soccer page on Facebook whenever he's writing up a post, uh, UM, UIM. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah so it's... <laughs> It's still living on. Um, I suppose just it was a great moment for you scoring the winning goal uh, for the ladies soccer team in WIT. But I suppose another huge moment in your career was kicking the winning point for Waterford in the intermediate all in the final. Um, what, what did that feel like? I'd say it was an amazing feeling. In, where Was that in Simple Stadium? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was brilliant. It was... It was just the whole occasion of of actually getting the recognition to to play in in Thurles and Semple Stadium, um. So just topping that off with a winning point at the end was one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. And again, uh, I I actually before I came in, I just looked up the the video on YouTube and you you had 
great compliments for the ground staff and in Turles. Uh, the grass was unbelievable. So yeah, yeah. quoted, but uh, <laughs> with not a Lizzie Kent. Yeah, <laughs> she, she tipped me off all right, but um, I know it, it, it was an unbelievable score, but I'd say Turles is, is just the field theatre dreams for GA people. Yeah, um even better than the the hurlers were playing straight after us and there was a bit of a crowd gathering not that you'd be paying any attention to whatsoever when you're when you're um playing and when you're taking the free obviously I had to be in the zone but uh afterwards like seeing all the crowd there when we had won and people who wouldn't have seen the game uh posting it up on on Facebook or whatever and mm. and saying it to you when you're in in town in Dungarvan and you know, like they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have witnessed that like us us winning there us us playing there they wouldn't have even known about it. You know, only for the men who <laughs> were there after us. Yeah, and it, it's great. You'd be just hoping that that support can keep growing, and yeah. it is in ladies football. You can you can really see it growing all the time. Um, just uh, just want to ask you a little bit, I suppose, about your journey. You've played on many teams. Um, I just want to find out who who your biggest influences were. And what experiences kind of helped you get to where you are? Well, it really started with my my dad and my brothers um, encouraging me to play, I suppose. I have two older brothers and my dad, um, he created a mini Anfield out in the back garden with two goalposts. And I started playing with my, my older brothers and then their friends were around and... Um, we used to have serious games in the back garden every day the whole summer. Um, and then I, I there was no girls soccer team around Dungarvan, so I played with the local boys team, Ballon Road. And then my dad used to just drive me around the whole country then, trying to get me playing with ladies teams. It started with Benfica in Waterford, and then I went down to Laco down in Cork. And... Yeah, just bringing me to Munster trials here and there, and up to Dublin, a few Irish trials. <laughs> so you're, he was really helping you, like yeah. fulfill your dream, I suppose. And yeah. he's a seems like the a big influence in your career as well. And um, I suppose just touching on WIT a little bit, did did you find that playing soccer in WIT and studying there and meeting all the new people did that help in your on your path to, to playing inter-county football and playing uh, soccer at a high level as well? Yeah, of course. Like the, the people I came across playing sport in the college, were, they just made it so enjoyable. They were brilliant. The likes of John Douglas, known as JD around the place. He was a development officer around involved in the, the men's teams and the ladies' teams. And he was so sound. He was always at our games uh, supporting us. There was... Um, you know, between Decky and there was another another lad called Stephen Moriarty who got involved. He was he was a sports and rec student, um, and then the the scholarship coordinators at the time, Catty and Ursula, Jacob. Um, you know, they they all helped me along the way and and kept encouraging me because, um, at times there was it was tough there. Um, I remember having a little bit of a breakdown actually in the middle of a game with Wexford Youths. Just being being so exhausted from from the all the traveling and and I had a job at the weekend as well and mm. yeah Lizzie Kent had to have a word with me in the dressing room um 
she was like my counsellor actually <laughs> yeah so she she helped me uh, through that and so did Ursula and yeah just even afterwards then um just being involved with the football in the college as well uh Noel Hoolan at the time um yeah yeah they were just so sound to to get me involved in the football anytime I was available like they just threw me in there and I was really grateful for getting the games I did with them I didn't fit too many in which I would have I would have liked to but I was more focused on soccer because I was uh, on a scholarship and I just wanted it I felt like I was playing for my county like playing with WIT because I'm from Waterford and I just I really wanted to to do well every game and yeah I know it's uh, it's a it's a great place and I studied there myself and I couldn't ha- couldn't praise it enough I suppose it's lots yeah. of lots of good people there um I suppose just to to just to finish up have have you any uh, piece of advice for any aspiring athletes say that are looking to to go down the ladies football ladies soccer route or any athletes in general um well, I was always torn between the two sports. I think you're really only going to get the best out of yourself if you pick one. Although it's great playing two and uh, everything I've achieved in both sports. Um, yeah, you, you can't really do it all. Like, you'll pick up injuries along the way, you know, especially as you get older, um, as you come out of college and all, you're, mm. you're better off just trying to focus on one sport. And, um, yeah... Could always there's there's plenty of years like you just give give one a good a right go as best as you can anyway for three years or whatever and then go back to the other one then if if it doesn't work out yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds good and you you've you've been there you've been at the top so you you know what it's like and Maria thanks a million for today and we'll hopefully catch up with you again soon uh, in around WIT and we'll keep an eye out for you as well on the Waterford ladies football scene thanks a million. That's it for this week's podcast. Don't forget you can find more information on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. All you have to do is search with Viking Sport and it should pop up there. He has been Tom. She's been Katie. And that's a wrap for episode three of the With Viking Sport podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Wit Novus. Thanks for listening. Tom, you've been a busy man this week, as well as catching up with Donica. You also headed off to Stungarvan to catch up with Maria Delahunty. I did, Katie. Yeah. I caught up with Maria and she just gave an insight to her career and her links to WIT. Okay, we're going to do Effect that. Effect of Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. So, Tom, you've been a busy man this week, as well as catching up with Donica O'Callaghan. You also went down to Stungarvan to speak with Maria Delahunty. I did, Katie, and I... Yeah. I did, Katie, and I... Spoke to her about her football career and then I need to go I, I again. Did, no, it's okay. You're fine. <laughs> I'm losing me. I'm totally losing Tom, you've been a busy man this week. As well as Chance Dunnick O'Callaghan, you also headed off to Dungarvan uh, to talk to Maria Dullahunty. I did, Katie, yeah. I caught up with Maria. I just asked her, began. <laughs> I can't get the sentence in my head. Sorry, I go again. I'm ready. I did, Katie. <laughs> 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 I can't. Oh, no. 
Oh, I'm not talking anymore, Tom. I'm I know. Finished. I just waited because I'm going to laugh. Okay. I, I'm just going to burst out laughing. Just go for it. Go for it. I dig Katie. We spoke about her football career and that. It's like a tongue twister. I dig Katie. We began by speaking about her. No. I did, Katie. We spoke about her football career, but I began by asking her about her connection to WIT. Whew. 